Welcome to the CEO podcast. I'm your host, Britt Wright, and this podcast is for creative entrepreneurs on fire. As we head into season two, we will continue to introduce you to the foundational fundamentals for being a successful business owner while inspiring you with the amazing interviews with fellow CEOs and creative masterminds from all over the world. This podcast is going to help you to understand the business basics mindset shifts, and strategic planning with just a little sprinkle of the good vibe woo-woo tribe for good measure. Here, we will prep you to become the mastermind and the boss with strategies that you can apply to your growing empire. We are so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's begin. So today on the podcast, I have Sarah Stone. Sarah is the owner of Lighthouse Co. Can you give us a little bit of info on you? I know you have this amazing lighting store. It's one of my favorites, but I think you also have a millwork division. And then tell me anything else I missed. (laughs) Absolutely. So we actually started out as Lighthouse Cabinetry. And that's the side of the company that my husband, Jason, runs. And we've had that for about, I think, six years now. And then during the pandemic, so 2021, I opened up the lighting side of the company and we started with lighting and now we've gotten into furniture and rugs and decor and all, all kinds of other things. But uh, lighting is, is our first love for sure. (laughs) I don't even remember how I found you to be honest, but (laughs) you're you're always my first go-to. I love like one, you're local. So um, Lighthouse is located in Lindsay, Ontario, which is just kind of northeast of where I am, which is Aurora. So I love that. And you just have such good stuff and you've made it so nice to shop your site. Like I find a lot of, I think that's such a game changer, but like with different companies is some of them have good product, but they just display it so badly on their website. So I think that's such a big piece. Like I can actually see what the product's going to look like. And then on top of that, I think your customer service is beyond. Like anytime I email you, you're like right there with the solution. Um, And I think he even dropped off a light for us once. I think he came to my studio to like deliver that giant chandelier. So the tilde. Yeah, the tilde. Love that. So yeah, I think it's, I guess really what I wanted to have you on here for is like, just to chat about how you got started with that and um, what it's been like growing that business and how you guys manage. Like I can't imagine running an online business and a millwork business. So tell us like, yeah, jump in, tell us about that. Yeah, for sure. So um, first of all, thank you for all of your compliments. I really really (laughs) appreciate it. And truthfully, the reason I got into this was, just trying to fix what bugged me a little bit. Honestly, we were building our house uh, behind me here and uh, we were building it during the pandemic. And so we started building, I think we broke ground November of 2020 and there was a million decisions to make. And Jason took up a lot of it because he is obviously on the building and the millwork side. And so one thing he said, you know, like, I really just just pick the lights, pick the lights. So I said, okay, I can, I can handle that. And bear in mind, I have no design background at all. I literally spent the majority of my life thinking I was going to become a doctor and trying to get into medical oh, school. Cool. Um, so this was totally new for me. And 
again, all the showrooms were closed. We were in, we were like right at the height of the pandemic. So even our own showroom, the shop stayed open uh, because we were able to work on previous projects, but the showroom had to be closed. So trying to shop for lighting, I had to shop online. And I ran into what you sort of spoke about where it was like, ah, it just, it, it was a frustrating experience for me a little bit. And the biggest thing too, for me was, was customer service. All I wanted was to be able to pick up the phone and immediately speak to somebody and be able to take five minutes of their time and just have them answer my question. And a lot of these sites, I couldn't even find a phone number, let alone talk to a human being, right? So I just, it started to go through my brain like, ah, well, you know, that's it's a little annoying. Maybe it's something I could could kind of dabble at. And not to mention, I really just loved choosing the lighting for our home. So fast forward a couple months later, we were just driving uh, in the car and I, I sort of just said a throwaway comment. I said, we're already called Lighthouse Cabinetry. What if we just started selling lights? And my husband, Jason, was like, it's a great idea. And then within five minutes, his uh, friend had called him and, you know, they were kind of just chit-chatting back and forth. And his friend asked, how's Sarah? And Jason was like, she's great. She's going to head up the lighting division of the company. And it was so mad, like look <laughs> of death over to him because it was like, oh, no, now he's told somebody this. And now I actually have to do it. It's not this <laughs> comment. And anyways, that's the best thing that ever could have happened because literally the next day I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just, I'm going to dive in head first and do this because again, I, I was trying and trying to get a medical school, hadn't gotten in. And then at the same time, I also have a singing background. So I was teaching oh, cool. singing throughout all of that. Um, but with the pandemic, Obviously, singing was very taboo and wasn't being done in person anymore. And online lessons were not fun, not fun <laughs> at all. So it just seemed like a great time to just totally shift and dive in. And I did. Um, and I started the next day. And then within, I think, about two months, the site was live and we were rocking and rolling. And I've never looked back. So yeah, that's awesome. Dove in. Yeah. Well, it's great. And it's my favorite resource. So thank you for having it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And now you've expanded into furniture, rugs and things like that. What is the, like, tell me about the pain of that, like the logistics of it. Have you gone through, I think a lot of like this podcast is really for people who run creative businesses. So whether they're photographers or designers, or they have an online business, and we try to address um, the pain points that they have and how they can address those or tools they can use to overcome some of the issues that they've encountered. So in your growth, like since you started to where you are now, there's been a ton of growth. And I've even seen it just on the consumer side of like, oh, cool, there's a new tab on the website, I can, you know, check that out. And what do they have now? So every time I go, I feel like there's something new to explore. So have you hit any issues with growing that quickly? And, and how did you deal with those? For sure. We, we have issues every day. Are you kidding me? Any (laughs) business does, but really it's your mindset on issues. And I think again, we, we face them every day, but if you can look at issues as opportunities, opportunities for growth, as soon as you solve 
that problem, that's how you get to the next level, right? And so you just tackle it one problem at, at a time. Uh, but you hit the nail on the head with logistics in that, you know, obviously I chose to start this business at logistically the worst time during the <laughs> pandemic when everything can only get better. Horrible delays, horrible delays. Um, and some, it's, it's interesting because it varies depending on the category. I find it's a little bit better for lighting. For furniture, it's uh, it's gotten slightly better, but it is, there's definitely, definitely headaches there. Um, but I think one thing that we've really tried to do is one, be so upfront with communication. I think that's everything with customer service. If, if your order's delayed, just be straight up, get the information from the manufacturer, tell the customer, this is what they're saying. And then in your experience, like in my experience, um, you know, are they going to stick to this date or are they likely going to push it so that the customer can make a knowledgeable decision? And we always tell people too, you know, if, if you want us to try to go and find you something that can ship sooner, we'll do that. And that's kind of how we've tried to, to mitigate those sort of issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've experienced that with you. Like if I order something and it says in stock, like I get an email from you usually within like 10 minutes and you're like, just to let you know, this is like, this <laughs> isn't coming till this day. And I'm usually ordering things six months or so out because of everything we've been through in the last few years. Um, but it's something I appreciate because sometimes, yeah, you, it's not for, you know, big reno, it's maybe just for a decorating job and you need it sooner. Um, and then some, and you're so like, you're so transparent too. You're like, this company says it's going to be ready, but it's not. <laughs> well, again, you <laughs> have all the information. The last thing I want to do is tell you, you know, it's the end of April. And then you're checking in with me. Like, is it still the end of April? And then all of a sudden you look back and it's like a 30 chain email when all of that could have been mitigated if you were open to to getting something else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's really interesting. And then did you decide to go into the furniture and all those other pieces just because they're nice complementary pieces? Or was there kind of an active thought of like, I want to grow this and I want to kind of go to that next level? Yeah, I think that was definitely a, a part of it. I think a lot of it comes out of our own projects as well that we're always working on and thinking, oh, you know, we would do the lighting with them, but you know, I had some ideas about furniture and whatnot. So it was nice to be able to source that stuff ourselves. Cool. And are you doing design too? Do you have the design piece? Like now that you've kind of gotten into this a little bit more? I think, yeah, I think with, I feel a little bit more comfortable with it. Again, it's about learning from mistakes. And I know building our own home, we made our fair share of mistakes and you, that's how you learn from it and you grow. And again, I take that sort of knowledge that I learned through my own pains and try to put it onto the site. Like for instance, picture lights and back plates. Most people don't know. You can't just install it. You've already done all your electrical cutouts and whatnot. I didn't know that when we, you know, first did the house and whatnot. So trying to make that kind of information like transparent, you need smaller electrical boxes so that other people don't experience the same pains that I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important. And from the design side of things, anytime we order lights, like if somebody is like, you know what, I found these lights on Amazon or Wayfair can we use them? I'm like, okay, did you check the backplate size? Because those are made in 
Asia most of the time and they don't follow like they're not in our certifications. And so the backplate size isn't the same. And the electricians are always like, you didn't buy those crappy cheap bikes again. I'm like, I didn't buy them. It wasn't me. Um, so that's really important. And so important for us when we're specifying too is those easy specifications where we can just click down, see the measurements, see the weight. That's always an important one too, because the electricians are always like, how heavy is that chandelier you purchased for (laughs) put blocking in the ceiling? Like, and those are things I don't think a lot of maybe homeowners are thinking about that always come up during construction. So by providing more information like that, I think it's so beneficial and just makes it so much easier to like you know, I know when I come to your site, I'm going to get everything I need. I'm going to be told exactly what light bulbs I need, how many, if I can dim it, if I can put it somewhere like kind of damp, like all that stuff you, you usually have to like dig really deep for it's right there. It's available. So anyways, I can't say enough good things. I'm tooting. Oh, around a lot, but I love it. Thank I do you. love it. Um, so you wanted to be a doctor. Tell me a little bit about that journey and, uh, yes. how you I kind guess- of, yeah, ended up like with Jason and then now where you are. Yes. So I have a super random, varied past. My parents are doctors. Um, okay. Three of my siblings are also doctors. That's a lot so of pressure. A whole lot of, a lot of doctors in the family. Um, and, but I also was always a singer as well. So when I went to school, I actually did a double major. So I did science and music. Cool. And so I was always sort of split in between both of them. But yeah, I tried for a number of years. And the the frustrating thing was that I just never felt totally in control in that, you know, you do everything you could do. You, I wrote the MCAT over and over again, trying to get higher and higher each time. But it was like one time a year, they let people in. And if you didn't get in, you had to twiddle your thumbs for a year. And it was like, yeah, there was this gatekeeper and I just didn't feel in control. And at least I will say in the last couple of years, I've been so much happier in that, you know, it's within my control, the decisions. Do I mess up all the time? Of course I do. But at the end of the day, you still have that amount of control and and you're not as scared to, to fail in a way too, when it's, when it's your own thing, because at least if you're failing in a way you're taking action, you know what I mean? It's way better than not taking action and just constantly living in this place of fear all the time. I love that because I, that's a really different perspective than I've heard. Cause I think a lot of people come into business going, you know, I've always wanted to have my own business. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I feel like from what you described, you were kind of like the more creative one in your family, a family of scientists. And then you're the singer. That's a creative expression. And then you kind of had to realize you took that and kind of moved into this space where you could be a little more creative and a little more free. And you're right. When you have your own business, the failures are obviously compared to medicine, not catastrophic. (laughs) You know, you're not saving any lives with, you know, when I make a mistake in measurements, it sucks. It costs money, but I'm not killing anybody. Um, hopefully, (laughs) um, but yeah, when you have your own business, it's, it's constantly learning. You're constantly experiencing new things. And like you said before, like any mistake you make, you then put a procedure in place to mitigate that the next time and be able to learn from that and do better. So I think the longer you kind of plod that road, the better you get. Um, so that's really interesting. And, and you are in control, which is nice. That's one of the reasons I love having my own business is for the most part, I feel in control. 
Thursdays, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we're huge on principles over at Lighthouse. So just to give you the setup, so on, we're literally across the road from each other. So Jason and his team has the shop uh, and they're on one side of the street and then Lighthouse Co is over at the showroom. But we meet up every day and we have a big meeting together. And um, yeah, principles are at the core of that. And one of the biggest ones is it's okay to make a mistake. We really have a culture where mistakes are okay but it's unacceptable not to learn from it. So, and you know, running a business, you make that mistake and you feel that burn, especially financially when you mess up, mm -hmm. totally okay to do it once, but that, you know, that burning feeling, it makes you make sure you don't do it again, for sure. But yeah, Jason and I were actually high school sweethearts. Oh, that's uh, cute. Here in Lindsay. So He's always been more of the entrepreneur, if I'm honest. So even back in high school, you know, I was more of the bookworm and the teacher's pet. And he was always the one thinking out of the box. So between the two of us, he's actually way, way more creative. And I'm more of like the realist in a way. And, and yeah. well, I always say every realist needs a dreamer and a dreamer needs a realist because yeah. without, you know, the realist keeps the dreamer from flying too close to the sun. Yeah. But without the dreamer, the realist just never gets off the ground. And I found that's where I was. It was like, I could just analyze a problem to the point of just paralysis. I wouldn't move. It was, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And then all of a sudden it was funny jumping into an industry that I didn't have a background on. All of a sudden I felt less pressure. And uh, yeah, that came with a lot of freedom, I think. That's interesting. I like that. And I agree with you. My husband's definitely the realist and I'm 100% the dreamer. And <laughs> like the other day, I was like, let's buy an old horse trailer and make it into a tiny home. And he's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he's like, it will never stop smelling like horses. I'm like, I don't care. He's like, I do. <laughs> just all the time. I'm like, just on another level. And yeah, he keeps me, he keeps me very grounded, but I do find I have to like kind of build up the dreams and then, you know, yeah, we kind of meet in the middle, which is nice. Um, <laughs> tell me about the millwork side of the business. I love millwork. It's like one of my favorite things to implement. I think it totally changes a space. It totally levels up a design to do custom millwork. I can see behind you. And for those of you listening, Sarah's sitting in a very, very beautiful kitchen, which is stunning. So Tell me um, how long has Jason been doing it? What kind of projects do you guys do? What's your signature? Do you have like a, like a specialty? Yeah. So Lighthouse Cabinetry has been around for about six years. And before that, Jason was flipping homes. And in our area, there's just, there's not a lot of custom companies. And so basically, again, the business was born out of fixing a problem. And I think he was frustrated that he couldn't get exactly what he wanted. So our company is really just custom, custom cabinetry. You can't walk in and just buy something off the shelf. And the great thing about that is that, you know, you've got a one of a kind piece that other people don't have. We're really, really open um, to new creative ideas. Always. We love, love, love a challenge. So they're always building something newer, bigger, better in terms of what, what they primarily work on. They do a lot of kitchens, but again, they're open to all kinds of projects. So always doing, you know, unique built-ins. And now what we're working on uh, a little bit more is furniture. So custom furniture, we did some for our house. And moving forward, we're really looking at 
combining both sides of the company. It's like, we've got a millwork company there. We've got this online business. Why not start having our own furniture line? That's amazing. I love that. I would love to talk about maybe collaborating on something too. That For would be sure. cool. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, okay. And then I really wanted to ask you, because I think people that think about starting like a brick and mortar, not necessarily brick and mortar store, but like a company that sells physical products. I think there's a bit of a barrier to entry there in terms of like being frightened about like having to hold stock or having to, you know, replace broken things and having to do a lot of returns or if someone's not happy with it or it's not what they thought it was. Can you speak to that a little bit and how those challenges have come up and what you've, how you've managed those? Definitely. So I was lucky in a way because we already had the showroom because of Lighthouse cabinetry. I have since pretty much commandeered the showroom. <laughs> so the front part is a kitchen showroom, but basically the majority of the showroom I have now commandeered. To speak to your part of inventory, I completely agree with you in that we're not a company that's going to go and store 50 of one sconce because it's just, it's not practical that it's going to sit there. And not to mention that just, just one, the physical amount of space that you would need to do that is huge, huge. Mm -hmm. So the biggest commitments I would say in terms of the showroom initially, it is financial in that, you know, to work with a lot of these different brands and manufacturers, you do have to do an opening order so that you have some of their products on display and whatnot. But in terms of keeping inventory um, ready to go, we don't keep a ton there, to be honest. It, it, it's more practical to ship from, from the manufacturer themselves, especially with the pandemic. A lot of more companies, I think, are doing more drop shipping than coming right out of, out of the... Um, out of their own showrooms. Returns though, returns are just part of the game. I tell you, it just, that's really the inventory that we have at our showroom in terms of returns and exchanges. I mean, and I've really seen it, it, it varies. And I'm sure you can speak on this actually working with different brands in terms of their return policies, because it varies a lot. I know mm -hmm. from one company to the other, how strict they are um, about that, obviously with lighting, like we can't, we can't take any returns when things have been installed because, you know, it's, just, I can't return it back to the manufacturer and I kind of can't store it there too. So I don't have a great answer to your question other than, I mean, you could mitigate the, the risk a bit by having a little bit stricter return policy, but it's, it's a balancing act because everybody's spoiled with Amazon nowadays, right? True. Like, yeah. It, we're and, and even like Wayfair totally. too. Yeah. Totally. We're spoiled in how fast it comes. What? I can't get it the next day. What is this? Right? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and also in terms of the returns, but it's like, when you look at the reports from that company, it's like, they're not making a profit. It's, it's amazing that they're able to keep, keep going. You know what I mean? In terms of, of everything, but it's, it's, it's tough out there with returns, I guess. The, the only other thing you could really do to mitigate that risk is look at the, the brands you work with and the manufacturers. And that is a big thing, actually, for me, truthfully, that I have learned. And we have let brands go in that, one, if their customer service isn't awesome, it affects our customer service. Because if they take five days to get back to me, 
then it takes me five days to get back to you. And I don't want that. Right. And also in terms of a claim, if they take like a month or two to process a claim, it's, you know, yeah. it's tough, especially as designers, like, you know, you, my heart always breaks when people don't open the lights right away. And it's like, they wait until the electrician's there and you're like, ah, you know, we could have tried to solve it beforehand. And then you're, you're trying to really, really quickly solve the problem. So the best thing are companies that, that work really quickly and are really easy to work with in terms of claims that can also mitigate a bit of, a bit of your risk there. Interesting. Yeah. We use, um, for any designers listening, we use a receiver. So most of the stuff that we order from you, if it's not needed within the next like month or so, we have it shipped to a facility that inspects it, basically takes pictures of it, packages it back up and stores it for us until it's time to bring it to site. Because for exactly that reason, I think I emailed you the other day and said, Hey, there's like the tiniest scratch. I don't think it's a big deal. But if it is, I'm letting you know, cause I just got it. And you're like, no problem. Like they're not even in stock again till July. So if yeah, it's a problem, exactly. let me know then. Right. So, um, so that's what we do to kind of, to do that. Cause it is hard to, if you're ordering for clients on like our end, we're ordering and then you're ordering so early. So you have it and you have to make sure, you know, it, it's the right color. It, it looks like what it looked like on the website. Um, you know, it's going to work in the space, whatever the, the things you need to check, it's not broken, but then you have to store it somewhere. So that's kind of why, like you said, you don't keep a lot of stock. That's why we use the receiver. Cause I don't have room to store, you know, six houses worth of furniture and lighting and plumbing waiting for it to go to site. Um, and they also will move it all in and like take all the garbage away, which is nice oh, when they that bring is it all. Changer. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, and it's actually super inexpensive. So for anyone who's like, I, I'm a small business, I couldn't afford that. It's like not a lot of money to, to do that. It's just a line item I throw on my invoice and end of the day, it, like it works out really well. Um, and where was I going with that? I got really excited. And <laughs> I went well, down it's so great that you have a company, honestly, that does that because that's the first thing with every claim you need photos. So if they're already yeah. taking the photos and it's not just the photos of the fixture, it's the photos of the box, which yeah. is people will get rid of, especially with furniture, you rip open the whole entire box and then they come back at you and ask you for a photo of the box. And you're like, I don't have it. Right. So to have somebody who's logging all of that for you is huge. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was my question. Thank you. So, um, you work with a bunch of different brands that you bring in house. How do you vet those brands and how do you decide that they're good to work with? Oh, that's a good question. Well, first and foremost, first and foremost, it's aesthetics. I, I find photos of images I like, and I normally go on a hunt and I'll see something on Instagram and I'm like, I love that. Like, where did it come from? And I go on this big hunt and work backwards to see, you know, where, where are they from? And then truthfully, the, the best way to learn is by diving in. So if you really like their product, you like the look of it, you think it it's in line with, with your style, we would do the buy-in, we would, we would get it. And then you unfortunately really only learn through experience. So you go to submit your first claim, you're going to learn really quickly how, you know, good or you know, maybe there's a room for improvement with their claims process. Uh, but that's really the only way to do it. I find it's just, just diving in. Cool. I like that. Um, do you work with a lot of Canadian brands or are they mostly like in the U S good question? We do have some Canadian, 
No, more are the U.S., truthfully. And there's been, you know, there, there's always barriers to entry there, too, that you have to deal with in terms of, you know, yeah. shipping and customs and all of that fun stuff. Um, and then even recently during the pandemic, too, there's all of these these new things, like I'm sure you know about with leather, right? And it's like, okay, well, the product actually isn't coming from the US, it's actually coming from overseas. And where did it come from overseas? And depending on that, all of a sudden your duty is like 300%, which, yeah. so lots of, lots of fun learning lessons over the past <laughs> few years. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. I think, did you have anything else you want to share? Any other tips or tricks for people that are starting out and want to maybe pursue something like what you do? Good, good question. I would say from my own experience as somebody who has for a long time been an overthinker, the best advice I can give is just start, just start instead of thinking of all the things that are going to go wrong or all of the problems that you could face, just start and figure things out one problem at a time. I'll tell you, even launching the site, I still needed Jason pushing me every day. He would ask me, is the site live? Is the site live? And I would give a reason. I'd be like, I can't yet because it's Wednesday and it has to go live on a Friday. Like I just had a reason, <laughs> right? And then I was like, well, what if the orders come in and you know I'm not not ready for them and all these questions are going to come in? And he's finally like, just just today you're putting it live. You're just putting it live. And I needed that push um, because at the end of the day, we always say, at, at least in our household, fear is false events appearing real. All the things I worried about, I thought I would launch it and all these orders were going to come flying and that did not happen. That did not happen at all. It was crickets <laughs> for a long time. Um, and not until I was really kind of pushing and putting ourselves out there, did we start to get orders? And then, yeah, problems came in, but you figured it out every single day. You just be committed to solving things and it will all work out. Just trust and believe. Yeah, that's that's a good piece of advice. I actually just launched an online store for digital products. So I'm selling digital design downloads. So like, I think I sent you one the other day. So like a quick board, you get a shopping list. Um, we're going to make them for all different types of spaces. So if people aren't wanting to invest in like full design, they can say, okay, I want to refresh my bedroom. There's five different kinds of bedroom styles. I like that one. And then we'll include different sizing and stuff. But I was the same. I'm like, it has to all be perfect. Uh, do I have my taxes set up? And then I like launched it and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I'm glad to hear that that's not just me. I'm like, when's, when's someone going to buy one? So um, yeah, I'm excited for that. And then we also do vintage art prints too. So um, like really cute old hunting photos and you know, mostly pictures of dogs and horses. Cause that's what I like. Oh, I listen, I am the same way. Best part of owning your own business. There's a good question. You should have asked me, bring your dog to work. I bring my dog yes. to work every we day. We had two dogs at the, the office yesterday. Part. Oh yeah. Uh, awesome. It's the best. Yeah. So tell people where they can find you. I know we've mentioned your company name a couple of times, but what's your Instagram? What's your website? Let us know. For sure. So um, our website is www.light, spelled L-I-G-H-T, houseco.ca. And our cabinetry website is lighthousecabinetry.ca. And uh, in, you can find us under those names on Instagram as well. Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for all of your insight. And uh, we haven't spoken to anyone with a store 
yet. So that's really exciting. You're the first. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Awesome. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. As a designer, I'm constantly searching for new sources of inspiration and places to find unique products for my clients. It is so important to me that every project has its own imprint and items that speak for themselves. Weescover has been a huge game changer because it allows me to source worldwide products from creators and support them directly. It's literally probably one of the coolest websites I've ever seen. And you can connect directly with creators around the world who will work with you to create the most perfect piece for your client. It's a marketplace to shop for unique, meaningfully made items, and it makes it easy to connect with professional creators to develop something truly unique that will fit your vision, budget, and timeline. 